It is Thursday, April 6, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by MLB Nine Innings. Back in the continental United States is my man Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan along for the ride as well. Are you going through Hawaii withdrawal yet? A little bit. I mean, I definitely wish I was still there, but I just told you I'm I'm happy to be back in my studio, happy to be back, like being able to watch a ton of baseball. Um, yeah. you know, Hawaii is great, but there's something about being home, see Rosie, in this beautiful state of California, which also pretty beautiful. Today's episode of Baseball Today presented to you by MLB Nine Innings. It has a wide variety of game modes from league mode, where users play through an entire season, to live play-by-play. They have over 2,000 player cards to collect and use in your dream roster. They've got the most up-to-date rosters, team logos, ballparks, uniforms, and they're introducing new historic Hall of Famers to MLB Nine Innings that include Larry Walker, Walter Johnson, Hank Aaron, Michael Jack Schmidt, Trevor Hoffman. So I want you to download and play MLB Nine Innings 23 today with the link in the description. Go do y'all thing. Speaking of future Hall of Famers, Miguel Cabrera just played his last series in Houston, Texas. We're going to be doing the old tip of the cap to him and gifts to Miggy. They gave him a 10-gallon hat, a, a Dusty Baker bottle of wine from his own vineyard, and wristbands, I believe, and a... um a really expensive bottle of champagne. We're going to be grading the gifts on a scale of one to 24, because that's Miggy's number. What do we grade it? I'm going to give this one like a one to 24. You kind of threw me for a loop for that one. I'm going to go like a 15 out of 24. I, I do like the cowboy hat. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's not big enough for Miguel Cabrera. We're talking, we need some big gifts. You got to make it difficult for this guy to return home with them. That's what I want to see. What about like a yeah. smoker? Get this guy a smoker, wheel it out onto the field, open it up, and then inside you have a cowboy hat and the wine and maybe some big old steaks or something like that. Like let's, let's put a spectacle on for this guy. I did like the touch of the Dusty Baker wristbands. I thought that was kind of cool. So I would get, I, like I would grade it like a fourteen. Yeah, I'm right in your neighborhood. I think we can do better, but it's always tough being the first one out of the gate because you never know. Because now people who go after this are like, oh. We're going to nail this. And good for Miggy. He gets to play in more ballparks than the guys who have retired recently because of the new schedule. So he's going to be getting even more and more gifts. So we'll be grading that. Have a little fun throughout the season. (laughs) Um, Really good series gets going tonight. The Atlanta Braves, who are off to a smoking start, have their home openers. They take on the San Diego Padres. Which roster do you like more? And I'm going to say it with this caveat. Once Tatis comes back, because he's not coming back from injury, so... There's no need to see, oh, well, how he, I mean, I guess he is. He's had those two surgeries since he last played in the show, but he's coming back from a suspension instead. These are my least favorite questions because you pit two great teams against each other. We just did this with the Cardinals and Braves. You and I both said Cardinals. Braves fans are all in our mansion saying, what about now? How do they look now? I don't know, bro. <laughs> They're both good. We said that. Same thing here. Look, the Padres have a great roster, okay? Um like I said, kind of about the Braves and the Cardinals, I think there's more depth with the Braves roster here. Uh, I'm talking specifically on offense. I think that's a little bit longer there. Um, but the Padres is great as well. I think towards the bottom of the lineup, I'd rather have what the Braves have. But as far as pitching, for adding that into the equation, I'm going Braves all the way, especially if we're talking about Max Fried being back healthy and doing his thing. Uh, so, again, these are both two really good rosters, and I hate when you do this to me, C. Rosie. But if you're giving me the options – I'm going to go with the Braves just because I think 
overall, they do a better job. There's some really, really high-end talent there in San Diego. Uh, but give me the Braves' depth over them, and I think that's the right answer. So the two things that I that these two teams share is obviously a ton of talent and the fact that they've locked almost all of it up. Yeah. There's like one or two players on each team where you're like, I wonder if they're going to let them go. Like it's Max Freed on the Braves' side. Now it's Juan Soto and Josh Hader on the Padres. But I don't think anybody would be surprised if all three of those players end up inking deals with their current teams. Uh, yes, boy, Braves fans, you were loud and clear. You watched that Cardinals series and you were <laughs> smiling and you're going, well, what about now? What about now? Hey, listen, everybody, y'all had a great series. We didn't come on the show and say, God, the Braves lineup sucks. No, this is really, we were like, it's really close. So we had to pick one and we picked the Cardinals and I'm going to stick by it. But the Braves team overall is better than the Padres. With that being said, I did pick the Padres to win the world series because I think that they're not going to rest on their laurels. I think that because the roster they have right now is not the one they're going to go into October with. I think they're going to make some changes. I think they're going to add some depth to their rotation. But as of right now, I like the Braves better. And I dare I even say it, even without Max Freed. I mean, that certainly helps their roster out being healthy. Going back to the Cardinals-Braves series, look, we didn't know the manager and one of the star players was going to get into a massive feud, possible Donnybrook in the clubhouse. Okay, we didn't know that was going to happen. Maybe that, you know, turned it around a little bit for the Braves. But listen. Again, both really good squads here, Padres, Atlanta. I think we're both on the right side, though. Uh, We both picked Juan Soto to be the NL MVP. Ronald Acuna is playing like he wants an MVP. I mean, he's gunning guys down. Uh, Yesterday, I saw him run the bases. It was like 10 seconds from first to home. He ran the bases beautifully. He obviously was going to hit like a mad dog. So right now, it's the Braves. You say mad dog? So, like a mad, not like, hey, not that mad dog. No, like we don't talk about that guy. Dog that's angry, like a dog that's angry. All right, uh, there were a ton of really, really good starting pitching performances from Wednesday. Which one was the biggest story, though, for you? We're going to talk about the same guy here. I think Grayson Rodriguez coming up and doing what he did uh, was very impressive. And I know the first inning kind of got away from him, but I think that's why it's so impressive is the fact that he was able to settle down. When you first come up to the big leagues, you have adrenaline running through your veins like you've never felt before. It doesn't matter what kind of situations you put yourself in, in the minor leagues or college or anything like that. Your big league debut is nuts okay and there are times and he spoke about it after the game i couldn't feel the ball you hear that you know quite a few times from rookie pitchers coming up it's true dude like you just have so much extra life running through you it can overwhelm you uh the good players the ones that end up staying figure out a way to harness that uh and eventually all these like butterflies and you know the nerves and the extra adrenaline will go away for a regular season start for him uh but you should try to keep it as long as possible because it can be a very powerful weapon he turned it around. Second through fifth innings were awesome. I think it was he retired 12 of the last 14 batters he faced. Uh, got the wipeout slider rolling. He was hitting the top of the zone with his fastball, looking really good, showing why he deserved to be in the rotation from the freaking get-go. 
Um, but even Kyle Gibson after the game was speaking about, you know, look, it's really impressive that, you know, he was able to, you know, control the jitters and, and turn them into something good because that's what you have to do at the big league level. So I was very impressed with him. You've been on this guy for a long time and I'm not a big prospect mm-hmm. guy. I don't really watch prospect videos to see what these guys look like every once in a while. I'll do it. Uh, this guy looks like the real deal. I like the way he pitches. It was cool that he was able to do it in front of his family. I believe he's from Texas. Yes, he is. Uh, pretty good lineup. He shut down there too. So uh, I, I really like Grayson Rodriguez last night. Yeah. Phenomenal. I love the moment afterward when he's, even though they lost the game, you only make your big league debut one time. So the fact he was able to share it with so many friends and family and then to see the hug with his dad. I mean, if you don't, if you don't love that moment, then there's, there's something seriously wrong with you. I, I just love the embrace with his dad. Uh, tip of the cap as well to Jordan Walker. I know that we're talking hitter as opposed to uh, pitcher, but he did have his first major league home run. He said afterward, he's given the ball to his dad who has meant so nice. much to him. So all that sort of stuff was great. Part of what made Grayson Rodriguez so, so special in my opinion was that the Orioles pitching staff is relying on this guy. They didn't go out and get a big name free agent, which I'm still upset about. Um, the whole I just did a radio interview this morning in Baltimore, and they couldn't stop gushing about him. They were like, this is the guy who's going to save our franchise. He knows that, by the way. He knows that he has to grow into the dude in Baltimore for them to be successful, and I think he is ready to take on that challenge. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of pressure to put on someone, but I think, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he has to be the dude. I mean, he might be yeah, yeah. the dude. Um, I don't want to put all that pressure on this guy. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter whether you want all to right. or not. The Ready way that not? the Orioles have constructed their team, that he has to. He and Hall have got to be the top of the rotation guys. They've got to be, because if they're not, they this team has not shown the willingness to go out and spend top-of-the-line dollars for a top-of-the-line pitcher, have they? Yet. I mean, if they get into a window that they like, maybe they end up doing it. But I, I understand what you're saying, C-Rosie. These, these, they're relying on these guys, and it, it happens to a lot of teams. The Tigers were relying on you know some of their young hurlers to be at the top of their rotation. It really hasn't worked out for them for a couple different reasons. But I like it. Uh, I think he's fine with the pressure. Even they spent $80-plus million on – Eduardo Rodriguez, you can argue about whether or not that's money well spent, but at least they spent almost nine figures on a guy. The Orioles I mean, I have th- not. And they have. I think if uh, Grayson and, and Hall come up and you know show that they're capable starters and now we have uh, a couple guys in the rotation that they want there or they're going to have long-term, then I think that's when you see them go out there and enter the free agent market. Yeah. You can't put it past uh, one them. Other name I, one other name I do want to mention, Jesus Lazardo continues to impress down there in Miami. He was great. He went pitch for pitch against Pablo Lopez, his former teammate, who I think texted him the night before they went into each other. He said, let's make this a pitcher's duel. Um, Both guys lived up to their end of the bargain. Lazardo, seven innings, one run, one walk, 10 strikeouts against the Twins as they ended up taking the series best two out of three. That was really, really well done. Uh, today's episode of baseball rotate of baseball rotation. I'm combining my shows here. Baseball today is sponsored by shady rays. Where's my shady rays. Here they are. You can take on the sun with gear that is built to last. Our friends at shady rays have you covered with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. In fact, shady rays offers a world-class product 
just as good as any expensive pair that you've ever worn. They've got durable frames, extremely clear optics. I mean, Ploof looks great through these shades. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in the history of eyewear. Tell them all about it, Ploof. If you get your glasses and that first day you sit your fat ass on them and break them like C. Rose likes to talk about with the Dow Jones weight, <laughs> they'll replace them for you. No questions asked. That's right. That's nice. They don't need a story. They're just waiting, standing by. Rose, did you sit on another pair? Yep. Well, here you go. We don't need to hear another the story. One. Here's your glasses. That's it. <laughs> And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. So head on over to ShadyRays.com. Use the code word today for 50% off two-plus pair of polarized shades. It is that simple. You can look significantly better than me. Uh, one other starting pitcher who was great on Wednesday night was Alec Manoa, our Cy Young pick, right? We both had him for the Cy Young in the American League. Did I? Yeah. I, I so. got to look at the graphic. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure out there. Well, he pitched very well. Seven innings of shutout ball, one hit. He was a little on the wild side. He walked four, struck out five, but he ended up getting his first dub of the year. This comes on the um, on the heels of a comment by Alex Verdugo of the Boston Red Sox, who was on the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. And he actually called Manoa out by name when it came to celebrations. If it's a genuine reaction and it's for the boys, not again, like not directed towards somebody, then yeah. Like I'll say it right now, I think Alec Manoa goes about it the wrong way. Uh, you know what I mean? I, yeah. 100%. I think he does. You can find videos, footage of him in the AAA, of AAA going like this to uh, hitters. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, last year telling uh, Frenchie and Bobby, like, like uh, go sit and yeah. shit like that and it's just like and looking right at him yeah so it's like you know shit like that like that shit just pisses me off and like i said it's not it's not it's not the way it should be played it should be played like you're celebrating it with your team you're not fucking you're not disrespecting another player manoa was told about the comments he said coming from him i don't give a shit my job is to pitch and get guys out your response Oh, man. Uh, okay. I, I think there is a lot of nuance here, so I, I feel like we should spend some time on this. I, I probably side on Verdugo's portion of this. Uh, for all the times we come and talk about on this program, like, you know, it's not always about what the old guys say, like it's a new game and all this stuff. There are some some things that have been passed down from generation to generation. One of those things is exactly what Verdugo's talking about. Look, you can celebrate with your boys, act how you want. The pure, raw emotion, that's what people want anyway. We don't want the the curated antics, the, you know, thinking about something before the premeditated stuff. I don't like that. Nobody likes that, really, okay? Um, and especially if you're directing some stuff at another ball player. I mean, this is a brotherhood, okay? I know we're on different teams, but at the end of the day, uh, being a ball player, those are your brothers, okay? Uh, so I do yep. agree with Verdugo. Uh, about not doing that. And there's some pretty compelling evidence, like he was talking about with, with Frenchie and with Bobby Dahlbeck last year. There was, I mean, Manoa was directing, telling them to sh sit the fuck down. And to me, that's not all right, dude. Like, I get that you're fiery and you're competitive and we want that. And it's one of the reasons I like watching Alec Manoa pitch is he is fiery and very competitive. 
but like there's a way to go about that. I think that's what Verdugo is trying to say. It's interesting that he called him out by name. I, I actually don't hate that either. Like if you if you're gonna say it, like at least say his name. Um, I think Manoa probably respects that too a little bit, right? If that's the kind of guy he is, like you got to respect that he came out and said it directly about you. Um, so I side with Verdugo on that. I don't want Manoa to lose uh, that fierceness, but I think when you're directing it at players specifically, unless they've done something to piss you off, I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I do love it that uh, Verdugo put his name out there. Yeah, I think that's important. You know, most guys would have said, hey, there's some guys in the league, and then the interviewer will follow up if they're a good interviewer. Well, who are you talking about? Well, we don't need to get into it. But there's some guys in the league who will, he went out there. So guess what? You know what I'll be doing May 1st? I'll be watching yeah. the first time the Red Sox and Blue Jays play, and I hope that Alec Manoa's on the mound and Alex Verdugo's in the batter's box and everybody's healthy and rearing to go because – we need more like this. Now, it's very interesting, the timing of this, because what has the, you know, what has the sports world been talking about the last several days? Sportsmanship, class. What is all this mm. about? You know, coming on the heels of the LSU victory over Iowa in the women's final four. You know, it basically, I'm not going to say even split the country, but everybody had an opinion you know, about Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark yep. and how that was handled and this and following around and all. I don't mind it. Where do it's, you land on it? I would, I I don't mind it. I don't mind what Alec Manoa does because they're big kids. They're big. I mean, they're big people. They are adults. This isn't little league for everybody that says, well, so it's okay for my little leaguer to do it. No, it's not. It is not okay for somebody that's 10 years old to be yelling at kids in the other dugout. Well, hold on. He just saw Alec Manoa do it. So why is it okay? Because Alec Manoa is an adult and can handle his own business. You know what else Alec Manoa can do that your 10-year-old can't? He can drink legally. There's all sorts of stipulations that you can do when you're older, when you're not. It's not okay to do as a young kid. So for people that say, well, he's not setting a good, maybe he's not setting a good example. If you want to be a parent, and say, hey, this is not the way we're going to do it. And if you do it when you're older, if I'm your father or your mom, and you do it when you're 25 and you're in the show, you're going to hear from me too. That's fine too. I don't know if it bothers Alec Benoit's mom. I have no idea. But I doubt all it. I'm sure she loves is, her son. Yeah, she does. We we saw her go nuts in the Bronx during his debut. We loved it. I like Alec Manoa. I do. I've interviewed him once. I think he's got a really good heart. Are there areas where he could probably mature and make himself a little bit better? Probably. But if this is who he is, then be who you are. And if you're not liked by 29 other teams, there's worse things in this world. Yeah, look, you can. he can. You're right. He's an adult. He's a professional. He, he can do whatever he wants. But that doesn't mean there aren't consequences for doing that. Okay? And, and that's kind of where it comes from as far as, like, you know, celebrating with your boys, not at somebody else. Okay? Alec Manoa does not have to step in the box. So if this becomes a thing and, and he goes out and he's chirping and maybe he, he throws, he buzzes Verdugo's tower, which is like people are, maybe they're expecting that. What is that going to do? What, what do the Blue Jays hitters now have to do? They have to go stand in that box and worry about getting hit. That is not what you want. You do not want to put your teammates in danger. And for pitchers, that's exactly what they do. If they're doing, 
If he starts a spat with somebody, buzzes a tower, that's exactly what they're doing. And, and about but pitchers talk. You're having an assumption here. What do you you're mean? having an assumption that he's going to throw at Verdugo. We don't you know just that. Said you're, you just said you're getting your popcorn ready for May 1st. What are you getting it ready for? I am. I what am. are you getting I'm, it ready for? You want to see a crash, I see, bro. You want to see a no, crash. No, no, no. I want to see – because I want to see if Verdugo gets a hit off of him, what's going to be his reaction. That's what I want to see. I don't. I hate it when guys get thrown at it. Okay, I do too. And I'll always side with hitters on this aspect because – and I don't think hitters will ever go talk crap to pitchers because they understand the pitcher's just going to win so much more. You're going to be on the losing end. I mean, if if you get – if a pitcher gets a guy out at a 70% clip, that's bad. 70% clip, that's bad. So, like, they're supposed to win. That's why, like, I don't love when pitchers like, go sit down. It's like, bro. You control all the variables. I'm not supposed to get on more than a freaking 300% clip. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, dude, I That's understand like, exactly what you're saying. And I, I, I want to tell you, if I had made it to the major leagues, it wouldn't be my MO. I wouldn't be the guy screaming in the dugout. But I also think it's okay that we don't have cookie cutter personalities. Agreed. Once again, agreed. It's just, it's not my thing. But I dig it that we've got a guy in the sport who does that. And he's not the first guy to ever do it either. <laughs> you know, Dennis Eckersley used to, one of the greatest closers ever, used to shoot the, it bothered the shit out of people. Ron Washington told me he wanted to go kick his ass. And that was his former teammate after he struck Wash out to end a game. Wash almost went out there with the baseball bat to go take, knock the mustache <laughs> off of Eckersley's face. If a fucking pitcher threw the pistols up at me after striking me out, I would go out there. I would. You have. I would like. I'm so embarrassed that you just did that to me. I have to go save face and go get you. <laughs> and then you know, Eckersley. Now he's probably talking like, "What are these kids doing? Showing people up?" I bet he said that. Might have. Um, all I can tell you is May first. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. All right, let's move on to the story that will not go away. People will say, well, why are you still talking about what's happening in St. Louis? Well, it's because Ali Marmol and Tyler O'Neill, it it continued. We know what happened Tuesday night, base running. Marmol thought that O'Neill should have ran a little harder. O'Neill said, I was running my hardest. He ended up getting benched for Wednesday's game, did make an appearance as a pinch hitter. But this was what was said by both Marmol and O'Neill prior to Wednesday's game. No, there's not an issue. There's just a style of play that we're going to make sure um, that everybody keeps to. And uh, the reality was yesterday was an example of, of it not being to the standard that we expect. Um, so it gets called out, we address it, and the player has an option to either cave in or go ahead and um, make, a, make a change and show something different. You know, I came up, I got up through the minor leagues and into the big leagues playing hard and playing scrappy and you know that's who I am that's my character um, and I don't I don't ever want anyone to take that away from me um, you know these conversations definitely could have been had in-house and, and not gotten out on the loose like they have um, should have been handled a little differently in my opinion but you know who's to say has this thing spun out of control with the way both guys have handled it no I think Tyler O'Neill's handled it perfectly I mean, he gets called out. He's He said, okay, well, if you're going to call me out, I'll speak my mind a little bit. And then Ollie does it again. Like, don't go back to the well, bro. You you made a point to call a guy out in the press. That's all you need one time. That's it. 
the rest of the conversation should be had behind closed doors. You should tell the press, look, we already talked about it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. How many times do we, we heard a manager say that? We already had a discussion. That's it. I'm not answering any more questions about it. A lot of times you hear that. Ollie decided not to do that. And I'm not really sure why, dude. And you know what I hate more than anything? When the front office or manager say the player. Don't fucking call me the player. Can I call you coach? You want me to call you coach because you don't like it? Say, say my name. If you're going to be out there in the press calling me out, say my name. Don't call me the player. I do not like that. That rubs me the wrong way. Uh, but I think Tyler's handled it perfectly. What's he supposed to do, dude? Like, I feel like he's in a really weird position, like where the manager will keep coming at you. I think he's handled it perfectly. I really do. And, and, and I think Tyler is a guy that has a, has a history of playing the game very hard. Like this isn't a, this thing isn't slouch. Like that's that's part of his game is playing it balls to the wall, if you will. So I I don't know where this goes, man. I've talked to some people in the Cardinals, uh, you know, ecosphere. They think it's weird too, and it won't go away as long as it feels like neither guy wants to budge very much. I would agree that I think O'Neill has certainly handled it better. He he did come out when he said. I don't think it should have been handled this way in the press. That's calling out his manager, whether you, right? He is. Right, rightfully so. Rightfully so, though, in my opinion. I, I agree. I I think Ali Marmol looks way worse here than Tyler O'Neill does. Something has to be done. I think they have to, I don't know if it's the plane trip today to Milwaukee or how they settle this. They need to sit down and be like, listen, Maybe Ollie has to be the first one to say, you know what? I didn't like the way you ran the bases. I have to be honest with you. No matter what you say, it, it bothers me. And I felt like it hurt the team. But you're right. I shouldn't have handled it the way I did. And that's my fault. And I'm sorry. Um, I If I need to regain your trust, I understand that. But for some reason, I, I don't know. Sometimes when you get what? You're shaking your head. Why? I'm, I'm just, um, I don't understand the situation at all. It's, it's gotten worse. Like that, the second day yes. has made it worse. Yeah, it is has. Tyler O'Neill in the starting lineup today. I mean, have we got lineups well, today. Nobody is. They're off. Oh, they're off today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I dude. I, uh, I don't know if that'll help. I don't know if it'll help either, especially because like there's just more sound clips coming out. The fact that he answered questions again about it today is crazy to me. Like, just say no. We we don't want to talk about this anymore. We're going to move past it. We said what we needed to say. Let's move past it. But to go out and fire more down. bullets, yeah, he double you. I think as a manager or a coach in any sport, you don't ever double down when it comes to a player. It's just, it's weird. How old is Ollie? He's young, right? He's like thirty five or thirty. I'm going to say he's. I think he's probably thirty seven or thirty eight, something like that. Yeah, but he's very young. Still got a little very bit young. of that in them, you know, like just calm that down a little bit. I will say this. We have to move on quickly. Uh, He's 36. Thank you, Dan. Um, I think he gets caught up a little bit in the Cardinal way. Like I get it. We've run our organization a certain way for several decades and that's what's expected, but man, we're in a different spot today. Well, that's I understand. That's the standard that all teams want to play by. You hustle, you run the bases hard. Every team wants to do that. It's not just the cardinal way. Uh, but again, like this, say your piece and be done with it. 
Like you got a you got 162 games to get through, and this is we're April 6th, and we're already dealing with this shit. You think Nolan Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt is happy with the way the clubhouse is right now? No freaking chance. No way. They're embarrassed by that. Yep. We'll see how it moves on. So now they move up to Milwaukee, and the Brewers just smoked the Mets, swept them at home. Bats were alive. It seemed like every other dude was hitting a home run. Well, on Wednesday, it was Garrett Mitchell's turn to leave the yard as he hit his first career walk-off homer. It wasn't the homer that caught my eye. It was his comment afterward. You know, I was thinking about this, but uh, when my wife doesn't show up to the games, usually something good happens. So at the going into that battle, I was like, man, well, she's not here, so might as well do something fun. Well, okay. All right. She's like, what? <laughs> if, if Olivia had heard that and you had walked in the house when you got home, what would your reception have been? She'd be like, if that's true, I'm never coming to another game. Go make me some money, honey. She'd be totally oh, fine boy. with it. And then I'd be like, no, I love you so much, Olivia. Please come to the games. I need your love and affection all the time. Uh, so it never happened with us because I love her so much. But I think that's hilarious. Obviously, this is something they've joked about before. And she's a softball player, right? She's like, not only a softball player. She was incredible at yeah. Oregon. She plays professionally as well. Go look at her stats and go look at her social media following. Garrett Mitchell's like the little kid that's trying hard. She is boom all over Instagram and Twitter in terms of followers and all sorts of stuff. She is big time. Thankfully, she has a pretty good sense of humor. She sent out a couple of tweets afterward and stuff. Uh, I want to get the two of them together on the Rose rotation. Oh, I like that. They have obviously a fun relationship. We're about to show a video right now of them dancing and stuff. I love it. I love love. See, Rose It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need any of the sound on it, but if you just want to show him dancing, Dan, that's fine. I mean, it's, it's. He actually can move a little bit. I um, say you and I try this. I could do my, I could do my knees like that. No, I could do that. No, I will send Brady in. Brady is the dancer in our family. He can move like this. He's the good. kicking the legs up. I don't know if I got that. Well, well, I could try. I'll try that. Yeah, I can do the knees knocking a little bit, but that's about it. So, um. <laughs> Garrett and Haley, by the way, if you want to come on the Rose rotation together, love to love to have that. I'm going to have to call my guy Mike in the PR department. One of the best around to set that up. Yeah, you and I are we're both we love love. Oh yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle laughed at it. She heard the clip. She was laughing a little bit. Next time we go to Hawaii, you should come. You and Michelle. Oh, we'd love to. Thanks for the invite a week late okay. and a dollar short. All right, uh, you're back on Talking Baseball. You got Friday. You'll do, what, some series previews, reviews? What are you on a Friday? Yep, uh, series recap episode. Jake and I are actually recording it tonight. And I don't know if it'll be an early uh, release. It might be. Yeah. All right, and we'll be back on this show as well. Uh, Rose Rotation out with Trevor May, a very good episode. We are taping Miguel Rojas today. And speaking of the Cardinals, uh, Lars Newtbar in the near future. Uh, one of the heroes right. of the World Baseball Classic will be joining us as well. All right, that'll do it. Don't forget to get your questions in the, uh, you know, in the queue by tonight, so we can use it tomorrow. Um, we'll give away baseball today swag if we use your question. So make sure you send it in via our social media channels, Chris Rose Sports, for Trevor Plouffe and our one of a kind producer Dan Rose. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Friday. 
on baseball today.